Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey girl, it's me. You're listening to episode number 74, Feminine Wounds and Warrior Spirits. In this episode, I get to chat with Joy Kaya. Joy is a soul weaver, illuminator, sacred space holder, strategic alchemist, energetic healer, intuitive, sacred collaborator, soulful author, inspirational speaker, retreat leader, and life blueprint architect. Joy works with sovereign entrepreneurs and creatives to develop a heart-centered business and to release blocks that otherwise hold them back from being their authentic selves. She offers private and group trainings, including the Soul Fire Mastermind, which transforms business owners into fierce and soulful CEOs. Joy also works with the individual seeking more in their lives and works with multiple approaches to help those who seek transformation to reinvent their lives. As a healer and intuitive in a world of intense extremes where we feel increasingly disconnected and pulled in many different directions, Joy aims to remind others of their power, their strengths, sacred gifts, and that they are not alone as they continually heal, change, and evolve. She proclaims to be the most grounded free spirit you will ever meet because she strives to live with one foot in each world, both spirit and earth. She lives by the philosophy that we are spiritual beings living in a physical form and we are here to learn, grow, and expand. Her arms are always open wide with curiosity and in her heart she asks the questions weekly. What do I need to see? How may I surrender to the flow moving through my life? And lastly, how may I serve at a higher level? You are going to love this interview. We talk about so many different soul-touching topics. We talk about healing, love, being pioneers, and our warrior selves. So I cannot wait for you to dive in. Here is my interview with Joy. Welcome to this episode of the WE Podcast. I am very excited to have the amazing Joy Kaya here with me today. And so I cannot wait for you all to meet her, to hear all the goodness that's about to happen. So thank you, Joy, for being here with me. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. It is very exciting um, to be a part of your community 
sharing my message. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to playing with you. Yay. Me too. So Joy, you are a sacred illuminator for life and business, which I think the title in itself is very intriguing. And I can't wait to know more about what that means. So let's dive in. I know that you are full of a wealth of information, lots of stuff that I want to know more about. So give us just a little rundown of kind of who you are, what's brought you to where you are today into doing what you're doing now. Mm, yes, indeed. Well, you know, I think like many of us, our wounds become part of our warrior spirit. So we go from victim to victor through mm. life's challenges. Mm-hmm. And my story is no different than that. And when I really think back to my beginnings, I always knew that there was something greater. I always knew that there was some kind of call or pull to something like what I'm doing now, but I really had no idea. Right. And like, I remember being like 19 or 20 and going to like this numerologist and he was really amazing and made a huge shift in my life. But I remember him telling me like, you're going to be on stages and you're going to be talking to hundreds or maybe even thousands of people. And you know, at that age, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but sure enough, <laughs> you know, like 20 years later, I was doing just that. And so for me, when I think about my story and kind of how I came to be, I will tell you, I've always been a seeker, a seeker of spirituality, understanding like the greater concepts of who we are and why we're here. Mm. And the relationship pieces I think are very important. And I've always been very curious around why certain people in our lives and, and, and how they influence our path. And, you know, just, I've always been a very curious spirit mm. and kind of wove through like different spiritualities, different practices, and ultimately came to a place of like, I'm a big melting pot. I am all the things I've ever experienced. And, and then I also ended up having a spiritual center. I had a nonprofit back in 2012 and I did a lot of spiritual work and I was helping people awaken and really find their, their spirit and their like inner compass within But I also realized that a lot of them would come and connect and then they would go back to their, their, their day job and get completely burned, completely drained. And then they come back the following week and it was like, we were starting all over. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was a huge, like light bulb moment in 2015, I had a baby. I am um, (laughs) at 42 years old. I had a son and that kind of without it, without it really kind of being the intention, what that ended up doing was making me pause my business and what I was doing to take time out to have a baby, right? Like as Mm -hmm. most of us do as women. And from that point, I was able to reflect back on the people I was working with, the work I was doing, and I really appreciated it. It definitely served me for that time, but I realized that there was more and that we need to be more grounded in the world that we're in so we can do the work, so we can make the difference. And so now here in 2020, I can't believe I'm saying that, 2020, five years later, I now am 
really focused on helping people connect to their inner self so they can find their inner truth mm-hmm. and then go and, 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 and live it, mm-hmm. go and be it and do it and share your message and make your impact on the world. And yeah. so that is what I do. I, I help many entrepreneurs and creatives as well as individuals who are just looking to reinvent themselves or answer the question of what's next, you know, or who am I and, and now what? Mm-hmm. And I help those individuals awaken that. So I'm an illuminator. I turn the light on. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I turn the light on. I love that. So they, yeah. And I, and mm-hmm. I turn the light on in those little corners that are like dark that we don't really know yep. what that's about. We turn mm-hmm. that on. But I'm really about taking the power from the lessons and the challenges from the past mm-hmm. and taking that wisdom and weaving our future with it. Yeah. Not, not letting it be baggage. Right. right? Yeah. So, it's powerful. And yeah. this is why we connect so well. I, I don't know if we talked before about, I just released my book, uh, the end of last year. And that's a huge premise of, in my book is shining the light in the dark places because the dark places are where shame lives, where fear lives, where all of the things that hold us back live. And when we can yes. get to a place where we can shine light in those places, we become mm-hmm. free. We become able to step into what we were truly created to be and how we were truly yeah. created to live. I agree. I agree. And it's not hide it away. It's embrace it. And once mm-hmm. we can embrace it, then we can use it as our own light to, yeah. you know, move forward. I, you know, I, I always say like, you know, I think there's a time in our life where we realize we can't just run from what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. We have to face it head on and then walk through it. And when we do have that experience, it changes us on a deep soulful level because all of a sudden when you face a fear and you walk through that fear, mm-hmm. you don't run from it. You don't avoid it, which, you know, we do, we procrastinate, we hesitate, we get frozen. And when we're, when we're able to actually walk forward and face our fear, mm-hmm. we prove to ourselves that we have the power within us, that we are strong enough. Right. And that we will not let ourselves down. In turn, that builds so much trust within ourselves. You know, a lot of people I work with will have things that they have not forgiven themselves for. Mm-hmm. And I always say it's forgiveness and trust. There's like this beautiful link that happens. So mm-hmm. when we're able to forgive ourselves for the mistake, for getting ourselves in a, in a, in a pickle, even when we are a full on victim, we still carry guilt mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. if we're able to forgive and, and kind of allow that guilt to, to ease we then can begin to make promises to ourselves and rebuild trust for our future self. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so these are just all things that have organically shown up when Mm -hmm. I work with my clients or I, you know, or I go and I do a lot of speaking um, events. I do like um, 
women's summits mostly, you know, we always Mm -hmm. say a few brave men are always invited, but usually it's a whole room of women having these experiences. Yeah. And I see it in other speakers and with their, you know, because I facilitate and I hold these spaces and other speakers come and talk and I get to sit back and watch the magic happen too. So I'm not only talking, but then I also get to watch and and Mm -hmm. be the and be the student as well. And I keep seeing that same theme. What's really happened is we've overcome. We then have you know, regained the, our, I guess we, we, we get that tenacity and that power, it bubbles up in us. And we're like, okay, I'm going to face this head on. We do that. And in that process, we accept, we forgive ourselves and we surrender. And then we're just so mighty. We're taller, mm-hmm. we're stronger. And we're like, let's, let's take life and let's go. It does. I know I, I probably make it sound wonderful and easy. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was thinking while you were talking, because I I think you said earlier, our wounds become a part of our warrior spirit. And I think that a lot of helpers, and this is something I do talk because in my book is very vulnerable. It was so scary for me to put out there. Every one of my deepest, darkest secrets are in there. Yeah. And I know for myself, I hid for a long time behind helping other people. And so I think that our wounds, our wounds are the first things that need to be acknowledged and worked through before we truly can help other people if we're hiding, and I know that that was very true for me, I was hiding behind my counselor label. I was hiding behind being the helper of other people and and really not facing my own stuff and doing my own work and, and examining my own wounds because it was scary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I really love to share something with you guys. I working with a client many years ago, I was just kind of giving her a metaphor and it just came through. Like I really had never thought of this concept before, but I do believe that it came through for her and it came through for me. Mm-hmm. And the metaphor was this, our life experiences are like a mosaic And if anyone's ever created a a mosaic or have seen a beautiful mosaic art piece, it's all these different tiles, right? All these different pieces. Mm -hmm. So if you think about your lessons and your life experiences as these little tiles, you know, there's some colors that we just love that we're immediately drawn to the turquoise, the sage green, the purples, like all these beautiful colors that just make you feel so vibrant and And those were like wonderful life experiences. But then there's also like that muddy brown, you know, the colors that you would never choose. So we're, so in life, we've created all of these tiles, all of these life experiences. Often we want to take the ugly tiles because I don't want to use the ugly tiles. That doesn't sound like fun. We we, we put them under the rug. Those tugs, those tiles don't exist. Hmm. I'm choosing to not acknowledge that those tiles are there. Right. And I'm going to create my mosaic. It's going to be all these beautiful colors. Mm -hmm. But what's really beautiful, if you take those other tiles 
and you place them in that art piece, what ends up happening is we actually have contrast and the contrast mm-hmm. creates more beauty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Beautiful. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and that really is how I realized my journey included healing the feminine wound. Because for me, I was in a place where, and and at the time when I was giving my client, you know, this metaphor, I had been hiding um, something that had happened to me where I was in a large community and a percentage of women in my community that I really trusted and loved dearly had just shifted and I became somehow a bad guy. Like I was the scapegoat in this scenario Mm -hmm. and I was devastated by it. And all I wanted to do was just hide it away. You know, I felt guilt around it. I thought, oh my gosh, I should have done things differently. What, you know, and I still never really understood what went wrong but all I could do is be responsible for what I understood. And I, so I did a lot of healing around it, but I still didn't want to let people know that that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to help heal the feminine wound. <laughs> when you say that, guess what shows up? It's time to heal your own. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and so as I got that imagery for the client, the imagery like spoke volumes to me. I'm like, I have to own my story. I have to yeah. own it. Mm-hmm. it. This is part of who I am. And it actually makes me more beautiful. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. That. And that goes for all of us. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. so I, I would love for you to talk more about the feminine wounds. So I've heard you say this and, and I really want to know more about what you mean by that. Mm. Yes. Well, it started a long, long time ago. (laughs) Uh, There's layers to this feminine wound. And I guess the best way I could start is explain to you kind of this awakening that I had. Mm -hmm. I was working with my clients and I do a lot of, you know, I, I don't really identify with any path. But I do a lot of transformation work and I use a lot of shamanic practices, which means like energy healing, releasing, you know, allowing abundance blocks to be transmuted, which Mm. means we take what we can and let go of what we can't and be able to move forward so we don't have these burdens on us. And I talk a lot about having that, I want to be careful, I don't say balance because balance is not really a thing, Mm -hmm. but a flow or a fluidity to the masculine energy that we all hold and the feminine energy that we all hold. Mm -hmm. And I I would always use that as a vessel for healing. So we can, because a lot of individuals have challenges with the opposite sex. So a woman is going to have challenges with men and maybe it roots down to her father right? This is all very Mm -hmm. common stuff that we hear Mm -hmm. and vice versa, right? Men have challenges with their moms and therefore their partners can have, you know, this, these traits and now they're being shown wounds to heal. 
And so I was always like, let's heal the, the you know, let's, let's really kind of heal this and create a sense of harmony, a, se- mm. a sense of equilibrium. Yeah. And I was always talking about having this like even energy so that we feel quote unquote balanced, right? Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word. Yeah. And, and so I kept having this conversation and I kept having this conversation and I was in a meditation and all of a sudden this like, I calm downloads, right? This understanding just was in me. You will never have that harmony that you're leading your clients to experience. You will never really have that if you don't heal the wounds of each side of that. Mm. And at this time, yeah. And at this time right now, I feel very drawn to help heal the feminine wound because that's my call. That's where I feel pulled. I also mm-hmm. feel healing the masculine is really important as mm-hmm. well, but mm-hmm. that's not my calling. And so I'm always seeking out individuals who can help with that as well mm-hmm. and help me with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So what does it mean to heal the feminine wound? Well, now that I kind of identified, like really you're never going to have that sense of peace. And if we have it, it'll be for moments and it it won't stick, right? You can have it in meditation. You can have it in um, a counseling session with your therapist. You mm-hmm. can do all those things, but you're, it's, it, that, that imbalance is always going to come back. And it really just showed up like in our everyday life. It began to show up for me in you know, equality. So we have a lot of that conversation going on with the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and um, things of that nature. So this is definitely like part of our culture right now. Yes. And very important conversations we need to be having. Mm-hmm. And so that is bubbling up. So we're seeing that, but we are wounded women. And so we are angry. Mm-hmm. And when we are angry, we are fighting. Mm-hmm the peaceful warrior cannot show up if we're angry. Mm-hmm. And so healing the feminine, feminine wound is transitioning and transforming that anger into love mm. because the heart heals everything, right? So if I can go from anger to love, then I can come from my heart and when I come from my heart, I can be heard. Mm-hmm. And if I am heard, I am recognized, right? And then the healing begins, that cycle. But then, I, of course, the pushback is, this is what I hear, but joy. Society doesn't want to hear love right now. There's so much anger in the world. Mm-hmm. And then my answer is, be the pioneer. Yeah. Be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Begin to make the small, powerful action mm-hmm. of helping heal the wound that you feel and that you see in your sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And in your brothers. Mm-hmm. I always say that the journey to the feminine, healing the feminine wound, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mighty. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. But I want you to now think about our cohorts, our beautiful masculine men mm-hmm. who need to heal their feminine wound. Yes. I would love to talk about that because this is, <laughs> I, I just love like synchronicity. It's amazing because yes. this morning I actually published an article called empowered women should not equal disempowered men because I see this all the time in therapy. 
I hear it from my coaching clients. I see it in my own relationship. Like we've had to do a lot of work, you know, men, that women are becoming more and more empowered. Women are, I think they're waking up, they're becoming more insightful. They're, they're wanting to grow. They're wanting to heal a lot of women. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's something is shifting and, and I think men don't know what the hell to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, how do I deal with you? I don't understand. Right. Because we're requiring them to be more engaged in life is my Mm -hmm. opinion. But it's funny because this posts and I get like crickets. It's like something that people are afraid to talk about. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I Mm. think something you just said, men healing the feminine wound. I believe that men need to incorporate more femininity into their being in order to be able to connect on a deeper level, especially in their marriage. Yes. But they, that is like huge taboo. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. men are like, what? I can't be feminine. (laughs) Right. And they've been told all of their life, man Mm -hmm. up. Right. Man up. Yeah. And then, and then things like you need to provide, you need to be the provider. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what do they do if they have a, a, a woman that is in their life that is a provider as well. Right. And how, and what's that feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to call out my ex-husband because I know he'll never hear this. <laughs> I remember when I was in corporate America, so I come from like a really big corporate, I didn't even touch on that because it's just like, and I did that, you know, but mm. I was in corporate America for 15 years and I'll never forget the year. We were still new in our marriage. We had young babies and we went to do our taxes and any married couple will resonate with this. My name was on top. Mm-hmm. The next day, he went to his boss and asked for a raise because I made more money that year. Oh wow! So, so that yeah. is his wound. Mm-hmm. Like, and I actually thought that was hilarious, and I laughed it off because I thought, well, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. a any giggle. I'm like, well, uh-huh. at least he got a raise. He got a raise out of it, by the way. So <laughs> hey, it didn't really, didn't really hurt him. It motivated but, him. <laughs> but that was his feminine wound mm-hmm. showing up. But I didn't see that or understand that at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, yeah. I was 30, I was like in my early thirties. I just didn't even, didn't right. even cross my mind. Yeah. I thought it was about ego. Well, sure. But we can call a lot of things ego. With, right. what, but let's look be, be underneath the surface. And so now look at the men in your life, you know, and um, men look at the women in your life. Like, how are we dancing? Mm-hmm. And, and where is the feminine energy showing up? And when's the masculine energy showing up? And where are those wounds? And how do we react? Yeah. Yes. How do we react? Totally. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think women, it, a lot of women are equate, equating this empowerment with the anger that you were talking about yes. and, and, and the masculine. And so I think a lot of women think if I become empowered, I need to become masculine. Yes. And I have been guilty of this. Mm-hmm. And Me too. it still shows up. I'll say I'm a very masculine woman and I'll claim that. Now there's nothing really wrong with that, but I was using that as like a badge. Mm-hmm. That's where it's not healthy, you know? And so mm-hmm. we kind of just need to start shifting our dialogue <laughs> and say, yeah. why do I feel the need to say that? Does that make me more important? 
Does that make me raise the glass ceiling? Like, why would Mm -hmm. I, why is that important for me to say? Right. Things like women saying, I get along with men better than women. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, those are all wounds. That's all. So now we can just start to look beneath the social conversations and go, well, why, why are we saying that? And why do we, because if we're saying it, then we're starting to believe it and then we'll embody it. And then the wound just is bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is we all probably have a huge wound, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It's just awareness Mm -hmm. and beginning to shift and ask ourselves, how can I transition or how can I transmute my fear? I believe that there are two key emotional vibrations that we all have, and that is fear and love. Those are the root energies Mm -hmm. that we all have as human beings. Mm -hmm. Now, fear will also show up as other emotions Mm -hmm. and love will show up as other emotions. But to understand the difference between the two, I think is really empowering. So I'm just going to give a couple of examples that might hopefully give some light bulb moments out there. One of them being acceptance that's a love vibration hmm. and judgment. That's a fear vibration. Mm-hmm. And then excitement is love. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is fear. Hmm. Yet excitement, as you probably could tell more about this, because I know you have <laughs> your big background of therapy, but the excitement and anxiety feel the same in the human body. You know, so, but understanding Mm -hmm. like, but one is going to make you feel good and one is going to make you feel bad. Right. So being able to identify that. So if we start to understand that fear and love exist and that we can understand that we have the power to go from fear to love and we have the power to go from love to fear. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. But we must heal with those two concepts in mind. And there is a process that we must go through. And some of that process is accepting that this, I, maybe I'm angry. I accept that I've been wounded and I am angry. So now I'm in my fear vibration, but now I need to work through those emotions. I, need to, I think we need to get angry sometimes. I think allowing mm-hmm. ourselves to feel it, a lot of us tend to hold our anger and push it down. And that's why we usually blow up in some way. Yeah. So if I can um, understand my fear, then I can allow myself to feel it. And, you know, fear is here to help us, but Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to stay in it. And that's how we lose time, years of our life, overthinking Mm -hmm. the wrongs that have happened to us. Mm -hmm. But if I'm allowed to be like, yeah, that happened and I'm going to feel regret, right? I'm going to be upset. I'm going to feel emotional about it. But then eventually I'm going to start to just, okay, I'm going to be accountable for my responsibility in this. And you know what? I'm going to allow some healing. And you know what? I think I can now accept this happened and be okay. And the next thing you know, we're forgiving ourselves for our part in it. And then the last thing you know, we're good and mm-hmm. we move on. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen to you. I think sometimes we're like, well, this happened and this was wrong. Yeah. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure you have a lot to say around that. Like, I'd love to hear your take on this fear and love concept and like how we do need to process through these mm-hmm. emotions to be fully healed and have that experience for, um, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Totally. So we can, you know. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's so vital. It's such a vital, um, awareness shift for people to understand the concept. Um, because once you have that awareness, you can start looking at everything through that filter. Like the way I'm reacting to this person, is it out of fear or out of love or this situation, you know, am I being guided by fear or am I being guided by love? And to me, it's interesting, like to wrap this into the energy concepts. And this is just like occurring to me as we're talking. Yeah. Fear holds a lot of the masculine energies of like anger, the, the protection, because I see masculine energy as protection, as like armoring up essentially, um, Mm -hmm. and fighting and going to battle. Yes. And, and love is a lot more of the feminine of, um, vulnerability and connection and being known and being seen and accepting and all of those things. And Mm -hmm. so I, I think it's interesting because I talk about fear and love in couples therapy because most couples who are in therapy are there to fight. Like they are there and they are postured and they are armored and they are pissed at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And so they are operating (laughs) out of pure fear, pure masculine. Uh There is no vulnerability or love to be had in that space. And so to be able to shift your perspective from why is this person doing this? And I'm going to look at them through the lens of love rather mm-hmm. than needing to protect myself, mm-hmm. it, it changes everything. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I believe that fear is our companion and it's our companion to wake up, mm-hmm. to make a different decision, mm-hmm. to pivot. And the, the more we can embrace that, the more healing can happen, whether it be between two people or within yourself, you know? And, um, it's, you know, and as you were sharing, I'm like, isn't this the truth? And, you know, I'm sure both of us, when we started doing this work and helping others in these one-on-ones and, and Mm -hmm. having this dialogue, we probably didn't realize that we'd be just really talking about fear and love every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's not supposed to be that simple. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> and so I do hope that this kind of helps others begin to understand their own love and their own fear and what it looks like in their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of coming back to the sacred feminine, we, we have been called to be here. So if you are a female right now and at this moment in this lifetime, Mm. or you identify as a woman, like it really is what you feel in your soul, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to be very Mm -hmm. clear on that. Yeah. So if you're being called as a feminine energy, a strong feminine energy at at this time in, in your life, 
or I shouldn't say in your life, but is in your existence. Mm-hmm. There is a reason for it. This is a really important time in history, and we are pioneers. And I want you to just kind of, if you just visualize for a moment, there's a big circle mm-hmm. of these individuals, and we're all holding hands. And we want you to join the circle. We want you to realize that, like, there is something really sacred and important about that. Hmm. And what that looks like in your life might just be, I want to be the best mother I can be. Or I want to be the best advocate for the environment that I can be. Like we all have a a job Mm -hmm. and a purpose, but there's a lot of pioneering happening. And when I think about a pioneer, (laughs) uncharted territory. Yeah. And that also means that we may not see the legacy that we Mm -hmm. really make. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling called, listen. But don't come at it wounded. Come Mm -hmm. at it with love. Come at it with, you know, your feminine spirit. Come out at it with that energy. I, I think, you know, because of our social structures, mm-hmm. we like we already touched on this. We feel we have to be masculine to be heard, mm-hmm. but yeah. just believe. You have to kind of be at that point where you just believe. Mm-hmm. And when I think about my role and what I'm supposed to be doing, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not here to make the big change, right? Because mm-hmm. I won't probably be around <laughs> to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'll be so old that I'll just be in the corner with my glass of wine. Like she'll be fine. <laughs> you, know? Like, <laughs> you know, and um, maybe even living off the grid and somewhere in like Oregon or, Col- or Colorado yeah, with my you horses, go. you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so as I really think about my job right now, and this is why I call myself an illuminator, I'm supposed to help those that are going to be those leaders. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling like, I don't know what my role is, it just takes some time, mm-hmm. you know, begin to inquire, like get curious about who you are and how you're showing up in the world. And are you happy with how you're showing up? And maybe it's not a big, you know, aha of like, I'm supposed to be the next Oprah, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe your role is, I want to be a school teacher. And you know what? I'm going to follow the curriculum that's put in front of me, but I'm also going to weave some really important messages to these children. Mm. That's how I'm going to leave my legacy. And so it's just like listening to that, trusting it. Cause I feel like the sacred women, you know, feminine is just really an important conversation that we need to have as a society. I feel like mm-hmm. men should be having it. And yes. thank you for mm-hmm. all of the men who are supporting us and yes. encouraging us, yes. you know, and mm-hmm. aren't afraid about, of how big we can be. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> yes. And, Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and when you get afraid, if there's any men listening, like, I but I get scared sometimes. You're getting really big and mighty, or I feel like you're going to leave me behind. Mm-hmm. Trust. Yes. Trust. We will not leave you behind. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's our time to be heard. We just need to be heard. We need 
our energy to have equality. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we'll, we'll, and we'll be healing our masculine at the same time. So really there's a win-win mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be <Yeah>. better partners. <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And that's yeah. uh, totally. And I think one shift that needs to happen some with women is we can empower our men too. We can empower yes. our men to be empowered in in their own feminine energy, being able to be vulnerable with us, being able to show up without full armor on all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I think we do that from a feminine place. I don't yes. think we can do that from a masculine place. No, you know, and then I, can we just talk about our sisters real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Because Sarah, you and I are examples, right? We are, we are role models, whether we said we want to be or not. We are role models. We are saying, I see you, you see me. I'm just as excited about you, Sarah, and what you're doing as you're as excited about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to honor each other and say, come along with me. Yeah. Yes. You know, I talked mm-hmm. about that circle of women holding hands and you're invited we're all so equal. Yeah. And there's room for all of us. And I feel like as we grew up, we were shown that there wasn't enough room. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my wound had to do with that. Yeah. And not understanding why my fellow women were attacking me way back in, you know, 2015 mm-hmm. when, or 2014 when I was in it not understanding why I was being attacked by people I loved, Mm -hmm. like women that I loved with all of my heart. How could we turn on each other? Why would we turn on each other? Mm -hmm. And sure, there are moments when someone says something or someone does something that hurts your feelings, but it doesn't mean they're bad. It means Mm -hmm. that they are human. Mm -hmm. And I I think there's, there's those kinds of wounds we need to heal as women. Um, and I, I do, I feel like men, we forgive them before we forgive another woman Hmm. and we, and we really need to ask ourselves why we don't get to play that game anymore if we're really going to rise up. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really thinking like there's room at the table. I know that there are statistics and I know the, you know, the, the, the fortune 500, I, I know, I know the board seats are limited for women. I understand that, but that doesn't have to be the story any longer. We Mm -hmm. can change it. We can shift it. And there is a rising of like women led businesses, right? But then Mm -hmm. let's not go too extreme. (laughs) Let's make sure we, we find harmony in that because get with the men are helpful too. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the men are going to help us too. We need them there. We need their point of view. I, you know, I do a lot of, um, gatherings and it, you know, it, it draws mostly women, but when a man is in the room, it just changes it so much. We were doing a full moon circle last weekend and a brave man showed up and that brave man like made it for the entire you know, circle that we had, like, I loved his energy in it. Mm -hmm. He was engaged and he was with us. And that is beautiful. So, you Mm -hmm. know, let's just not forget to bring them with us. Totally. Yes. I think, (laughs) oh yeah. I love that. I love all of it. I'm like, yes. Amen. 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 (laughs) 
Oh, I'm just like, <laughs> I, it's just, it's just coming out right now. And hopefully I don't sound too preachy, but I just, I, oh, wanna, no, I, I want us to call us to mm-hmm. action. It's all I'm trying to do is call. I'm calling you. If you're hearing this and anything's touched in your heart, like, you know, pause the podcast or when it's done, like make a call, tell someone yeah. you love them, say thank you, you know, like take this opportunity because we are not supposed to do it alone. We are mm-hmm. not on this planet experiencing right. this life to be alone. We are mm-hmm. in it for our relationships and our connection. This is karmic learning. We're in school. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. You actually have that in your bio and I highlighted it to come back to, I, you said uh, you live by the philosophy that we are spiritual beings living in a physical form and we are here to learn, grow and expand. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that. It's important. Yes. You know, that's a shift too in and of itself. And like when I see clients and they're, they're really struggling with a wound, you know, like losing friendships or people turning on them or, you know, something that's hard to walk through being able to shift it to, okay, what is the learning that you're supposed to get from this? What, what have you been taught here? Um, where's your growth points in this? Mm -hmm. I feel like it totally takes us that shift takes us from being the victim to being the victor and being empowered in Mm -hmm. any situation that happens to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, for me, I I think we need tools to do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, my tool has become meditation Mm -hmm. and in, uh, gosh, I would say in about like 2008, I was, I had meditated that morning and, you know, I, I love to pull like the Oracle cards or the affirmation cards and just give mm-hmm. your thought of the day. So my meditation practice at that time, and, and still to this day, I'll still do it. Um, I would pull a card of the day, I'd read the card of the day, and then I would just sit and be with my thoughts. And then I might journal a little bit about what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And that was that morning. That's pretty much what I did. And then I hopped in my car and I'm driving to work and I'm driving to work is <laughs> the key word here. And all of a sudden I had this visual and I'm driving, but I'm okay. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. I yeah. have this visual where like all of a sudden I zoom out from the planet. Like I'm kind of like, oh, right. Like that's the big planet. And my energy, when I meditate, when I go within and know that I can rely on me kind of feeling mm-hmm. when I go into, when I can go into meditation, it's like zooming out. And then every problem that I had, I knew I had something big going on at that time. I remember there was like something on my mind and that thing that was on my mind. And here's the funny thing. I don't even know what it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's how stressful it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) just human. We're human. Yeah. Um, But all of a sudden that problem was like a little grain of sand between my two fingers Mm -hmm. and I was giant. Right. And then there was the planet. like in the background, like this huge, Mm -hmm. like I'm huge. My energy is bigger. Like I'm bigger than the biggest thing that I think is happening in my mundane life right now. Mm -hmm. So having a tool like that, where I can zoom out and then zoom back into my life and then, okay, what's my next step now? What? Yeah. And then realizing, wow, I'm mighty. I'm strong. I'm capable. And as we were talking about earlier, you know, realizing that I've, 
I've built trust with myself. I've, mm-hmm. I've always bounced back. I've always figured it out. Yeah. You know, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. I was, a, I was a single mama putting checks in the mail going, I sure hope that that clears, mm-hmm. you know? And, and mm-hmm. my, my mom, I love her to pieces. She was like, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> She's like, you know, because at the time, like things were, you know, things were not easy for me. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in a reinvention stage and mm-hmm. I had lots of bills and I was not the means and the bills and all the stuff was not always balanced. And, um, she was like, somehow you put that in there. You're so tenacious. And so I, I think that's a compliment. I'm like, yeah. thank you. You know? And yeah. it, and then I had to change my frequency and not be in that anymore. Yeah, right? Right. Like I had to evolve right. past it, uh-huh. but, but that time showed me what I can do and how I can overcome, even if it's just financial mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. No matter right. what we, what we face. Um, mm-hmm. so zooming out, I just, having a tool to be able to overcome yeah. those big things, um, is really important. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just talking with a, a really good friend or yeah. your therapist or, you know, hiring someone like myself who can teach you those practices kind of a mm-hmm. thing. And like, and then you just go and you, you get to go do it. Yeah, totally. I love yeah. that. Thanks yeah. for the the tangible. I think that's super important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, do I open another can of worms? I think I'm going to. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so one other thing you say here, and I just want to hear a little bit about it, is of course strive to live with one foot in each world, both mm. spirit and earth. Tell me yes. what that means. Absolutely. Well, this is perfect because of what I just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's understanding that we are a soul and that we have this energy. And then we also have this life path that we're supposed to be in and on. So being connected to the divine, to the oneness, whatever you want to call it, because I believe the collective energy is God in a sense. So we mm-hmm. can call it whatever, but we all, are, we all contribute to that, right? Because we have an energy field. Mm-hmm. And so that connecting to that energy field and having one other foot on the planet and on the earth, which means to translate that means I have a job to do here and I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to show up and sometimes I'm going to have to zoom out and connect back to my spirit to make sure I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right things. I'm connecting. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the right path. Mm. And that would, that's what it means to have one foot in each world is really, I am spirit, but I'm also human. Mm. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think it's so easy to neglect the spirit piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least it is for me. (laughs) No, well, I think, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like I am, a self-proclaimed grounded free spirit. Well, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to people. I'm like, but that makes so much sense to me because I was, I was so earthy and then I was so grounded. And so mm-hmm. in my like mundane murky stuff. Yeah. And then I really started connecting to the spiritual stuff, but it, I became imbalanced. So I was like, if you had a scale, like I went from one extreme to the other mm-hmm. and then I had to find the balance there. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't have to be you know, a two hour meditation, like five minute practices will mm-hmm. help you connect. It's like that small 1% yeah. that gives that to you. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to create a new habit. 
Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's really something does. I've learned so much over the last probably two to three years, like the power of being connected with your soul and, mm-hmm. and how we can go through life never being connected, never yes. really listening and listening to everybody else, yeah. listening to all the noise around us and how mm-hmm. powerful it is when we're able to um, listen, just listen. That's my word for this year. Yeah. Yours is collaboration. Mine mm-hmm. is listen. So. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I just want to say here, here to what you said, because that's everything. That's everything. And that's what I consider an awakening. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be hard. And I think that's the problem is we've, we've made it so woo <laughs> that mm-hmm. yeah. people veer away from it, even if they, there's something in their, in their heart that says, hmm, that's some, there's something there, but they mm-hmm. feel like it's a little too much because we have these extremes mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be extreme. Yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's time for my questions. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? Oh, see, that's an easy answer. Meditation. Okay. Meditation, bringing that practice into my life has awakened my spirit. And therefore now I get to live and breathe <laughs> my, my passion. And mm-hmm. I feel so alive. I feel very appreciative and and fortunate to be able to show up, wake up every day and do what I love. It's beautiful. So real quick meditation tip, what's your like best meditation tip? Because some people are freaked out by meditation. Like it feels like I, I hear people say all the time, Oh, there's no way I could ever stop my thoughts or Mm. no way I could ever sit still that long or whatever. So uh, quick, quick tip. What's your Quick tip would be, you know, start with your breath, start with breathing and know it doesn't have to be long. It can be five minutes. It doesn't take that much. And, you know, I'd be happy. I can share it with you as uh, I have a SoundCloud um, profile that has Mm. meditations on it and I'd be happy. And there's like one that even says great first meditation. Oh, (laughs) awesome. Maybe we could give that to them. Yeah. And I just walk you through some breath work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We can link that up in the, in that the sounds notes. great. Yeah. So good. Happy right. to share. Yeah. Great. Okay. And the second one is walking away from this podcast. What do you want to make sure that people know? Mm. I, I guess the big one I'm getting is you are love. You are love. You are sacred. You are important. And you have a reason for being here. Listen. Hmm. I love it. So good. (laughs) All right, Joy. I know people are going to want to get to know you better, learn more about you, connect uh, with you. So how do they do that? Where can people find you? I love that people might want to connect with me. So please, please don't be afraid. Um, I'm at Joy Kaya on Instagram, on Facebook. And then um, my website, of course, has a ton of goodies of what I'm up to. And that is joykaya.com. And that's J-O-I-E-K-Y-A.com. Awesome. 
and I'll make sure to have those links so you can click on them and get to her uh, spots more quickly. But where's your favorite place, uh, social media wise, to hang out? I am a Facebook girl still because I love all the connection. I have a Facebook group and the group is, you know, where I get to have these wonderful conversations and I have group programs. I have a sisterhood of women doing what we talked about today. And I, Mm -hmm. so I love Facebook for that reason is the group dynamics. So you always, that's where you can find me. Awesome. What's your group? Um, The best group to reach out to me is Wildflower Let Her Grow. Ooh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And All anyone right. who sends me a message, I can, I'm happy to send you those links. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like this has just been so insightful and grounding and helpful and pioneering. This is a, this yes. is a pioneering conversation. So it truly is. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for being here. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to thewespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WE Spot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.